When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Well, good morning, boys and girls, lovers of liberty. It is the Saturday morning rare edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. A couple of things that sparked my interest this morning, causing me to do a Saturday show, are looking at bags of burning feces on the streets of San Francisco and the death of a Supreme Court Justice. We'll be back in a few moments to discuss these and other topics on the Truth Hurts program. Stick around. This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Usually when I do a Saturday show or a Sunday show, it's from the front seat of the old pickup truck with the trailer or the boat or the motorcycles in tow. But this morning, nursing a small injury from a slight motorcycle crash, I sit with you from the studio here in the bayou. No major uh, injuries, so we're good. And the good news is the bike isn't scratched up that bad because my leg broke the fall. (laughs) I want you to think about something here for a moment. If you live in San Francisco, California, and you hate the riots, the anarchy, the people quite literally shitting on the sidewalks and the streets, and you despise the way your government is run, and if you're sick and disgusted by the way your government has treated you and your once beautiful city by the bay, you need to understand this very important fact. For the last 31 years, your representative in Congress has been nasty Nancy Pelosi. 31 years of empty promises, 31 years of you being lied to, 31 years of having your congressional representative tell you that you, a normal taxpaying citizen, are evil if you have nice things. Because so many in that area do not have nice things. 31 years of her saying that you should not be allowed to have a gun while she is protected by armed men with guns. 31 years of her telling you we should have open borders and there should be no walls to keep roving bands of illegal invading aliens out of your neighborhoods, yet she lives in a gated community with a wall surrounding her own dwelling that you, by the way, paid for. Yes, 31 years of having your congressional representative tell you that you are evil for having nice things, yet she 
has nice things. Very, very nice things indeed. And you, as I've said, have paid her salary of over $174,000 a year for 31 years. You've allowed her to bash the U.S. military while ordering that same U.S. military to chauffeur her on military aircraft between her mansions in California to her upscale dwelling in Washington, D.C. You have allowed her to continue to create havoc and disorder and riots and looting and anarchy and other dangerous scenarios which embolden criminals. You've allowed her to write laws that reward criminals like drug dealers, rapists, looters, rioters, carjackers, murderers, and others, while openly promoting the notion that all police officers are racists and their very agencies should be defunded. This is your state in that district that votes for Nasty Nancy every two years over the past 30 years. That's 15 elections, 15 opportunities, 15 times that you and your district have told this 80-something-year-old career politician, a true political hack, that it's okay for her to represent you in Congress. So, boys and girls of California, as your state burns to the ground, as your streets continue to be piled up with human feces, as you continue to pay higher and higher and higher taxes for fewer and fewer and fewer services for you, you go ahead this November and cast yet another vote for naughty, nasty Nancy Pelosi. Finally, someone is saying what you have been thinking. This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Late yesterday, I learned that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away at the age of 87. May she rest in peace. The ultra-liberal leftist jurist who sat on the nation's highest court for some 27 years was appointed by the first Groper-in-Chief, one William Jefferson Cigar Bill Clinton. Of course, Ginsburg's passing will give President Trump the opportunity to name her successor, and Senate Republicans, who, by the way, control the Senate, have promised to try to fill the vacancy even in the waning days of his first term. The confirmation battle in the midst of a pandemic and a presidential election is sure to be a fun show. Donald Trump has already appointed two members to the Supreme Court in his first term in office, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh moved the court slightly to the right, according to some leftists. However, in my opinion, neither one of those guys was really that conservative so far. The replacement of Ginsburg, the leader of the court's four-member liberal wing, could transform the court into a profoundly conservative institution, we hope, one in which Republican appointees would outnumber Democrat appointees six to three. In 2016, Senate Republicans declined to consider President Barack Hussein Obama's nomination of Judge Merrick Garland near the end of his first term as resident could deprive voters of a role in the process. Of course, hindsight is 2020, and looking back, although it was a win for conservatism, through the prism of time we now see that since voters elected the president 
and the Constitution does bestow the power to the president for selecting Supreme Court nominees, the elected leader of the nation certainly has the right to choose members of the high court up until his very last day in office. Nothing in the Constitution or any other law takes that right away from the president. Ironically, it was Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky who led the effort to block Judge Garland's nomination under the Obama administration, but he said he will press to fill any vacancy that might arise in the last year of Trump's first term, saying the two situations are indeed very different. He says where one party controls the Senate and the other controls the presidency, as it was in 2016, vacancies should not be filled in a presidential election year. But where the same party controls both the Senate and the presidency, they argue, confirmations may proceed. Either way, until the day the president is no longer in office, the right to select and nominate and approve a candidate remains that of the sitting president. Just as Democrats try to spin everything their way, Democrats say this is a hypocrisy that damages the legitimacy of the court. They are, of course, incorrect, as usual. And the Democrats have little actual power to stop a third Trump nominee thanks to changes in Senate rules regarding filibusters on nominations. Remember, boys and girls, it was Democrat Senator Jack Reed from Rhode Island who stated, quote, I strongly oppose the efforts to change the rules for filibustering judicial nominations, unquote. The way things go nowadays, it only takes a majority vote in the Senate to confirm judicial nominees. Thank you, Senator Reed. So I say, bring on the replacement nominee and do it soon. Stack the nation's highest court with common sense constitutionalist jurists who respect the Founding Fathers' design for our great nation. Now listen, Ginsburg served her time on the court. She was definitely a liberal justice. She did seek to legislate from the bench, which was clearly never the intent of the framers of our nation, yet she tried anyway. Her crowning achievement was her involvement in the Ledbetter versus Goodyear case back in 2007 that said Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which imposed time limits for workplace discrimination lawsuits, was wrong, and her minority opinion swayed the high court to reverse those time limits. On the court, for the most part, she, however, was impotent and not that important. Though her leftist voting pattern did help sway some decisions to the far left, her notable victories were quite few. As she said in a 2013 interview in her chambers, she was fully engaged in her work as the leader of the liberal opposition on what she called, quote, one of the most activist courts in history, unquote. And what an activist court it has been since she came on board. It is exactly what she and her liberal counterparts not only helped to create, but fostered each year of her tenure. There were exceptions, of course. One of her favorite majority opinions, which she referred to many times, said, The Virginia Military Institute's male-only admissions policy violated the Equal Protection Clause. She was right on that issue. 
Ginsburg is revered, of course, in liberal circles, as you might expect, with her many fans calling her Notorious RBG in homage to the rapper Notorious B.I.G. The justice used to embrace that connection. She said, quote, we were both born and bred in Brooklyn, New York, unquote. Political commentator Rush Limbaugh referred to her as Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg, due likely to her appearance favoring the comedian-actress of Laugh-In fame. When President Dollar Bill Clinton put Justice Ginsburg on the Supreme Court way back in 1993, some liberals feared she would turn out to be a moderate justice. She had, for example, at one point voiced doubts about the court's reasoning in Roe v. Wade, saying it had moved too fast in establishing a nationwide right to abortion. Those fears, of course, were misplaced. Over her 27 years on the court, she emerged as a champion of liberal, leftist, progressive causes. By the time her death ended her tenure this Friday, she was the leader of its liberal wing. Now, she's no longer able to support the leftist agenda. Justice Ginsburg had repeatedly vowed to stay on the court as long as her health held out and as long as she remained mentally sharp. That sharpness has recently been called into question. She said, quote, I have often said I would remain a member of the court as long as I can do the job full steam, unquote. She said this back in July after revealing that cancer had yet once again returned. At that time, she said she was still fully able to do just that, stay on the court. Of course, the fact that she has passed away under the Trump administration prior to the election will have the libtards in a freaking tizzy, crying foul and threatening anarchy. <laughs> like that would make any difference now with all the anarchy currently going on in the streets. The Democrats, of course, were hoping Ginsburg would cling to life until their savior, your new president, Kamala Harris, or er, er, um, um, gropey Joe Biden, would win the presidency in November, allowing the Democrats to replace Ginsburg with a liberal minority female or transgender judge. But it looks like Trump may have the upper hand. Listen, that's going to do it for this very quick edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. My name is Big Jake. For over 35 years, I was the snow plowingest brother trucker on the road. I could plow 10 feet high of snow from an interstate highway at 65 miles an hour and never break a sweat. Due to budget cuts this year in Minnesota, I was laid off. But it wasn't the worst thing that could have happened to an old fart like me. Now I plow for another company. The Big Jake Anti-Antifa Plow Company. Yes, if your highway is blocked with a bunch of anarchist protesters, just call Big Jake. I'll plow them down and not even blink. Blood and guts wash off, after all, and my big rig needs a bath anyway. So if you can't get downtown because a bunch of whiny asses has traffic stopped, give me a call with the location, and I'll shove this 60,000 pounds of big rig and plow right up their rears. I'll blow the train horn as a courtesy, 
but I don't use my brakes when I'm a plowing. Look me up on the dark web. Big Jake Anti-Antifa Plow Company. Rolling over the highway for you. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Thank you for listening. We hope that this presentation has enlightened you to the things that may have been hidden from you. This is where we bring darkness to light, turn fiction into reality, and exercise our First Amendment right to free speech. Here is where the double standard is exposed and displayed for all to see. We sincerely hope that we've helped you to open your eyes to what's going on in the real world. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63 in Bayou Country in affiliation with Steve Knight Productions. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. It is fact. It is real. It is truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Hurts.